every leader has problems. Increasing your leadership intensity won't fix them in a healthy way. You need an increase of clarity. From starting businesses, leading multiple nonprofit organizations, both large and small, and a full family life, Dr. Chris McAllister learned how to shift his thinking to thrive. He will help you order your internal world so you can lead your external world. Welcome to the Site Shift Lead Podcast with Chris McAllister. All right, guys, uh, glad you're here. And I was listening to a podcast of somebody that I just super respect what they're doing. And I can tell they've been recording some episodes in a park and you hear trees and stuff or trees, hear trees. Oh, my gosh, hear birds. And so I'm like, I'm going to try it. Uh, It's a beautiful, sunny day. And my kids are outside playing, meeting some of the neighbors as we've moved. Uh, It's pretty cool. There's a guy across the street playing guitar on his porch. I'm like, what the heck? Is this real? Um, So I thought I'm going to record a podcast and my heart just feels really full right now. Um, What I want to do today is break down four lies that hold me back as a leader, that hold people back. I've just worked with enough people and I've seen these repeat themselves. It's all connected to identity. It's all connected to when we feel bad about who we are and it blocks our leadership. And so as we walk through these, it's just recognizing the fact that I want this space with you to feel safe. And we all want to be known. We want to be seen for who we are. We want to be heard for who we are. We want to be felt for who we are. Uh, We want people to see what we're trying to paint and cast as a vision or see our reality. We want people to hear what's happening in us. We want them to feel it. And so often, so many of our connections misfire because we don't know how to tap into what's really happening in us and in others. And I'm telling you, these four things we're going to break down, four lies that hold leaders back, apply to all kinds of relationships also. Uh, Advertisers get it, and I've kind of warped my kids because... We'll be watching, well, in other ways also, but we'll be watching uh, commercials, and I'll, I started making fun of them. I'm like, look, if you take that, uh, if you buy that car, you'll have family bonding moments with your kids whenever you want. Uh, so we, we joke about these. Um, thankfully, they haven't quite caught on to all the prescription drug commercials, uh, and uh, you know some of them that you take, and magically you're in a bathtub and a person you love is in another bathtub out in the wilderness, all the weird things. But what happens for a lot of us is we're surrounded by these messages that tap into something inside of us that we don't even know is happening. And these four things, and that's what we want to break down for you, are always there. So the first lie that holds us back as leaders, holds us back as people, holds us back from just bringing who we are to the moment and showing love is that we're too late. So oftentimes, if you break down uh, advertising campaigns, they're trying to tap into this. You're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. And for a lot of people, they're just living a life of quiet despair. They've numbed out in some way because they believe that lie that now it's too late. It's over. Um, I had that opportunity and I screwed it up. And look, let me just say this the best I know how. If you still care you haven't missed out. What do you need? You need some stories about how people at age in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and even 70s have decided they're not done and they go try something really cool with their lives or they go after a big vision. 
Do you need some stories like that? Maybe you need some other stories about relationships where it was dark and there was despair and there was a lot of brokenness that was happening and all of a sudden somebody started caring in that relationship and it took time and over uh, lots of many small moments, these little sacrificial moments, that relationship made a turn. Do you need something about uh, a space that you're in as a leader? Maybe you need something about where your life is, something that you want to change. You know, um, I love running, and I haven't been able to run much. Our family went through a move and just a lot of circumstances, and I'm like, crap, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get back into it and do it like I was before, and I'm older now, and I'm out of shape, and all of these things that tell me, ah, it's too late. Go ahead, give it up, binge eat those chips, uh, have a beer, call it a night, be done. But I know that, no, I know what it feels like when I go out and complete those long runs. I feel like I empty my body of stress and adrenaline. It's amazing. And I'm going to start where I am. I'm not going to be able to do like I was a year ago, but it's not too late. Uh, Maybe for you, finances. Um, Some of you are going to judge me for this. You're going to stop listening. You're going to be like, ah, I can't track with that guy anymore. Uh, I have had to rebuild our finances. And uh, I went through a bad investment decision about a decade ago. Uh, Oh, man, you know, the part that I played in that, I saw a lot of financial return and on paper, and then it was gone. And it was one of those things where I knew that I needed to make a change. And so recovering out of that, you know, you're talking about a lot of debt and a lot of mistakes, hard. And it's not quite over. And some days I feel like it's too late. You know, here I am uh, having to make some decisions because of being hemmed in. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit trying. But I can't. I know that it's not too late. Here's the idea. No human being can fully know you. No human being can fully know what it's like to feel what you feel right now, to see what you see and to hear what you hear about about it being too late. And I'm not trying to give that to you, but I'm just trying to say to you that if you're here and you care, it's not. All right, let's talk about that second idea. Not only your second lie, it's uh, not that it's too late, but that I've failed too much. Um, Man, there are some categories of life I feel like I've messed up so much, and I'm slow to learn. I feel like a lot of what I've done with Sight Shift is I get inspired with an idea that I want to go just do. And one of the things I'm learning lately as I'm making this my full focus, what it means to really pay attention to love this guy I'm under that I love helping people. And if I really love helping people, I'm going to slow down and make sure what I'm creating and making is tailored to help them as much as possible, not just something that I want to create to create. And, and I've, I've probably made that mistake so many times in the last five years with Sight Shift, so many times in the last 15 years as a leader. And so I could say to myself, I have failed one too many times. Um, I have had enterprises that I was involved in leading and just hit the wall enough times that I go, well, I'm tired of feeling weak. It's done. The dream's died. It'll never be reborn. And sometimes some dreams die. And sometimes through failure, we can't change the circumstances. That's why I get tired of of hype and self-help that says that you can just will your way through some kind of setback. And that's not true. What has to happen is we have to learn to be willing 
to embrace reality as it is and then adjust. So we're not trying to approach each day and each moment going, I won't be happy unless this moment happens, unless my reality looks like this. No, it's learning to be a sense of contentment, to experience a sense of contentment where we are, but we can still have that thing that we see that we want to improve. What happens for a lot of us is that we've seen in our lives this point that we come to where we fail and we go, I don't want to do it anymore. This is why uh, living strong is exhausting. For a lot of us, we feel like we have to pretend. And so what we do is we pretend ourselves into utter exhaustion. And that's when we do quit. And that's when we reach that point of what real failure is, where we're done. Now, one of the things that I think is crazy is to not learn from our mistakes, to not gather wisdom wherever we can, to not uh, take our experiences and evaluate them, to not try to get world-class coaching and information. All of the significant breakthroughs I've had in life have been a combination of those things. So I'm constantly on the lookout for how to take failure and grow through it. I don't want to just keep making the same mistakes. But I know this, that if I'm still here and I still care, then it's not too late. And I haven't failed beyond my ability to take this moment and grow from it and learn from it. Um, You know, I think as a parent right now, I feel like I'm screwing up more than I'm doing great. Um, I was having an exchange with one of my kids, and she got upset, and I said to her, I think you feel misunderstood right now. And she was like, don't tell me how I feel. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh. Ah, I'm trying to be helpful, and then I'm trying to validate your feelings, and then I'm screwing up. I'm telling you how you feel. It's these little micro moments that seems so small. And it's easy. Again, this is site shift lead. We want to power through those moments or we want to resign and pull back. Both of those come out of insecurity. If I feel secure, then I know that I may not be matching up to where I want to be right now in this phase as a parent, but I am going to keep learning. I'm not going to give up. I want that desired end result of enjoying a lifelong adult relationship with them. Uh, so, so for a lot of you, if you feel like there's a space where you've failed and you've just failed too much and it's over, there may be a new ad- reality to adjust to, but paint that picture as compelling as you can in your mind so that it's as beautiful as it possibly can be so that you can be motivated and know that you do not have to trade whatever that future destiny that you have in your mind's eye for this moment of feeling weak. Feeling weak is normal. And if we pretend and if we hype ourselves, that exhaustion is going to drain us dry. We're going to shut down. I do not have to pretend. I do not have to fake my way through this, nor do I have to completely shut down. I can know the reality that it's hard, that I'm tired, that I feel like it's not going to work, but I can keep going and I'm not going to trade what I see as that future destiny for this moment where I feel weak. And this is so hard for our brains to know two realities at once. I feel weak, but I'm going to keep going. I had a friend recently that had completed just a big vision. It was multi uh, years, multiple years of just moving forward and facing setbacks. And so I got to see him and celebrate with him and Just put my hand on his shoulder and say, man, I know that this represents a thousand moments of pain, a thousand moments of dead ends, a thousand moments of hearing no, and you kept going. Props. 
so much beauty in our lives happened because of that. So you haven't failed beyond taking this moment and growing from it. That's the big idea. Yes, some circumstances may change what that future picture is going to be, but you have not failed beyond your ability to grow from this. So you're still here. You care. It's not too late. You haven't failed beyond your ability to grow from this. Also, another lie that holds us back from engaging with everything we have is that we feel forgotten. Uh, When we are in a space where we're being hosted, you know, a, a home that's feeling very safe, we relax because we're cared for. Our needs are met. We're important. Uh, we're noticed. Uh, we're not forgotten. And what happens for a lot of us when we are interacting with others and we read something into them and we're judging them, it's because we don't feel at home within ourselves. We are not, uh, for lack of a better way of expressing this, hosting ourselves well. And we can't be a safe host for others. We're judging and comparing because we feel misunderstood. We feel forgotten. No one knows what I'm going through. Nobody understands. And so we read that into others. One of the biggest things that has to happen for people is that they're able to find within themselves a space of home. Now track with me for a second. Uh, This doesn't have to be squishy weird. It can be dynamic and powerful. If you went home today and you walk in the house and somebody else is in the house that isn't your family or isn't your loved ones, and you're like, what are you doing here? And they say, well, uh, this is ours now, and it's not yours anymore. Now, your job can change, your car can change, but if home is taken away from you or it's lost, you feel lost. And so for a lot of people, the reason that they are leading in a very passive, withdrawn way or a powering up, insecure, angry way, same way, not only leading that way, but living that way, is because they feel forgotten. They feel unknown. They don't know how to be at ease with others because they can't be at ease with themselves. They don't know how to relax and host others and be a safe place for others because they don't know how to be a host for themselves. They feel forgotten. They feel lost. And what happens for a lot of people is they've never come to that place where they understand to live with courage and to know that you're needed in this world and to make something better is to just keep moving forward. When you feel externally forgotten, it's to know internally you can find a sense of home. So then you have solidarity that you're able to give others. And this isn't just pity based on some kind of false compassion you understand the real struggle that we're all facing. Everybody's facing a hard time of going, can I engage? Can I move forward? Because right now, nobody's noticing the sacrifice I'm making. Nobody's noticing the good thing that I'm doing, and I need them to notice. Uh, We've talked about this before, but it's this idea that when we're insecure, we're going to do something to get noticed. Uh, We're going to stand out in such a way. We're going to work the politics of the corporate space we're in so that we can say, hey, look at me. Notice. I got you. I have to have you to see this. Uh, And what we're saying to everybody is, hey, on the outside, I want you to know something about me because on the inside, I feel forgotten. So we feel like it's too late. We feel like we failed too much. We feel forgotten. Last we feel like we're not enough. And really, this is the center point of 
all that holds us back, all the lies, all the fear. It's about shame, and it's about these lies that we believe that defeat us, that tell us we'll never measure up, will not be enough. Uh, one of the things that I've seen in working with others and in myself too is this feeling of not enough is always there ready to be a companion for us, ready to be a companion and tell us we don't measure up. And so because we don't measure up, we feel like we've got to hide. Some people hide behind fighting with others. Some people act like they've arrived and figured it all out. Um, some people hide by the way that they commit themselves to some institution and lose their life in it. Some people hide just in the way that they organize their schedule and keep themselves so busy that they can't face anything that's happening on the inside. Uh, some people feel so much that they don't measure up. They're only living for the response of others. Uh, I know that in multiple places in my life, I've realized that I'm scared of an invisible they and what they're going to think about what I do next rather than moving forward with courage and compassion. Uh, one of the time, one of, sometime I'd like to do a video for Sight Shift and go to a downtown space and put one of those... Um, like boards over my shoulder with ropes, you know, these weirdos that have the signs, the end is near. And I want to have a calendar on it. And I want to have a calendar on it. And I want to have a dry erase marker. And I want to walk up to people and say, um, hey, what should I do Tuesday night? What should I do Wednesday morning? And of course, it'd be weird. And people look at you weird. And it's going to be an awkward moment. But that's the point. And I would use that as a way to teach and do a video and say, we can stop complaining about what's on our calendar because it's our calendar. We don't have to keep giving the marker to other people and letting them write in what's there. But when you're living for the response of others, you don't really feel that way. You don't feel permission. And maybe some of you just need to write a big permission slip to yourself to say, I don't have to live for the response of them anymore. Uh, man, this is as simple as the activities you do. It's as massive as the emotional ride you go on based on the people that you love and you connect with and how upset they do or don't get by how you act. Man, you start talking about freeing yourself from your family, uh, maybe some of your external family and what they expect of you. And we, sh you know, we want you to do this. We want you to be this person. When we feel like we're not enough, we grasp for others to affirm us. And we're basically saying to them, tell me what to do. Tell me how to live. And then we miss out living a life that uh, only we can live. And after we've lived by the response of others for enough, we start to grow in the fact that we feel threatened by them. Others uh, make us feel threatened because as we engage what's happening around us, uh, we start to sense an attack where there isn't one. And so we stay on guard. We even stay uh, bristled. Why? Because we feel like we're not enough. Um, I heard somebody say this, you know, we have these measuring sticks that are invisible that we use to measure ourselves and others. And we feel like we don't measure up. We take that measuring stick that has beaten us up and we start to beat others with it. Enough of living this way. Because if we, if we live this way, if we live held back by these lies, then we're going to miss the opportunity to run to the moments around us that are going to change us, that are going to grow us. So one of the things that I'm constantly paying attention to is if I'm living in a way that I feel like it's too late or I've failed too much or I'm forgotten or I'm not enough and I'm measuring up, 
my insecure way of living and relating will keep me from taking the moments around me, moments that are going to be powerful for my growth, moments of connection with the people that I love, moments of helping others and giving to them. I'm going to miss those moments. And I'm going to take those moments and work them in such a way. I'm going to manipulate them to get that moment to be about me and say, do you see me? Do you hear me? Do you feel me? Am I known? Now, it's a beautiful, powerful thing to have deep, close relationships where I can sit down with people and say, man, I just, I need you to know me here. I want to share this with you. And that exchange of being human back and forth, that is life. It's beautiful. You're not going to have that with a ton of people, all right? But you can give of yourself in a beautiful way in all you do. How? When you learn on the inside that if you care, it's not too late. That this moment, you haven't failed so much that you can't grow from it. That internally, you do not have to be forgotten, even if externally you feel forgotten. And that when you feel like you're not enough, that that shame can go away and die. Because you are here now and you are not uh, having to suffocate under this lie anymore that you can be uh, shame-free, known for who you are and loved. This has been The Sight Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. Thank you for listening.